Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. My wife and I were on our way to Appalachia when we rounded a corner on Wagon Road and my wife spotted something near the river bank. She yelled at me, there's a bear right there. We stopped to look and the bear stood up on two legs and walked up a steep bank very fast. We knew it was no bear when it stood up. It had to be at least eight feet in height and very heavy. I could smell the thing and it left footprints behind. We did not go down to the prince because we were afraid it might come back. The track from the road looked to be 15 inches or more. We could hear the thing breaking branches or brush and it was letting out a deep garbled sound. We didn't report it because they would have thought us nuts. My friend and I decided that we would take a hike before we headed back home in Appalachia since it would be a long drive. We parked in off to the side of a rural gravel road that led into a dense forest. About 30 minutes into the hike, we could hear heavy foot. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Steps in the dense underbrush off to the side of the trail. We took no notice of this kept hiking until we came to a cliff that stood about 80 feet. We sat down and began to have a snack and a drink of water. All of a sudden, we began to notice the same heavy footsteps that we had encountered earlier. I began to feel a bit edgy and so did my friend so we moved. At about 5 it started to get dark so we turned around and headed back up the trail. I stopped immediately at the edge of the forest to discover man broken trees and small pieces of hair caught on a thorn bush. I took these pieces of hair and put them in a plastic bag. As we continued our way through the dense underbrush, a large rock was flung across the trail with great force. By then my friend and I were starting to get scared. We hurried along the trail trying to get back to our car as quickly as possible. All of a sudden something started making a screaming slash whooping sound that made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. As soon as these sounds started, they stopped. As we neared our car, a creature ventured out across the path and looked at us. We stared at each other for a while, neither of us moving an inch. It seemed just as curious about us as we were about it. The creature then made kind of a low grunt slash growl sound and darted back into the underbrush. Startled and scared we hurried back to our car and drove back to a small town. We talked to one of the locals and told him our story. He told us that this creature had been sighted many times by hikers on that trail for the last few months. I have been back to Oregon once onto that same trail but did not encounter this creature again although I did have a feeling that something was there. My wife and I were up near Middle Creek Access Road when we came to this clear cut in Appalachia. We got out of the truck to see if we could see any elk. We were out of the truck for about 5 minutes and then off in the distance in the timber we heard something knocking on a tree. We know the sound of a woodpecker and it was no woodpecker. It sounded like a big piece of wood hitting a base of a tree. It would do it for about 3 to 4 minutes at a time then stop and then do it again each time. It kept getting closer and closer. It got within it say about 50 yards and we smelt something raunchy. We decided to get back in the truck and leave. It was one of the craziest things I have ever heard. I am a logger and never heard anything like that before and I have been in the woods all my life. Let me preface by saying this happened around 10 years ago. Also, I've always been very skeptical of this stuff, and I'm not at all superstitious, but one encounter will always stick with me. I've briefly mentioned this story on random posts in the past, but I've never made a detailed explanation of what I encountered, so I figured I might as well. This is quite long, as there's quite a few stories associated with the cryptids from Appalachian Mountains, both from first-hand and second-hand. I grew up with my grandparents in a quiet suburb outside Birmingham, Alabama, and our house was only a few hundred yards from a large park inside Appalachia. 
I used to always play in the woods as a child, alone or with friends, and never had any issues. I loved the outdoors and explored that woods thoroughly. However, I would never stay out after dark of course. My mother grew up here as well and would always tell stories about the woods, and believe they were haunted. She said plenty of creepy things happen with her. For instance, when she was younger they had two family labs. They were super friendly and my mother and uncles would walk them through the woods all the time. One time, my mother was walking alone with the dogs around dusk when she came across what she describes as a ripped off deer haunch lying covered in blood in the middle of a trail. There was no other deer parts or body or blood anywhere to be seen, just this random, bloody leg. She described it as having the appearance of being ripped off, definitely not cut. Obviously freaked out, she took the dogs and just started heading home. All of a sudden, near the exit of the park, the dogs completely froze in their tracks and just started growling into the tree line. This was very unlike them, as they were super friendly with both people and other animals, and were quite large and never feared anything. However, as my mother kept trying to pull them along, and see what they were growling out, their tails went between their legs and they started whimpering, refusing to move forward. It was then my mom said she saw a large, almost eight-foot dark figure with glowing red eyes move between the trees, staring right at her. She immediately turned around with the dogs and fled, taking a different exit out of the woods. My uncle has also said he's seen the red-eyed giant before, but never a clear view, always a silhouette. Keep in mind there are no bears or anything of the sort around here that could slash would do that to a deer. On another occasion some years later, my mom recalled walking with our old golden retriever near the woods. Again, the retriever was the sweetest dog in the world and loved everybody. But my mom came across an old, creepy lady feeding and talking quietly to some wild rabbits on one of the sidewalks slash trail. Immediately our dog started growling at the woman, something my mother has never heard her do before. My mom immediately apologized to the lady and walked around her with her dog, tugging her along. As she continued to walk, she came across a circle of rabbits all standing perfectly still and just staring at her. My mom promptly ran home. My mother and uncles have other stories but I always thought they were full of shit, either just imagining things or making them up to scare me, since I've played in those woods so many times and never had any issues. However, my older brother used to go on nightly walks through the woods and he told me he's seen the red-eyed monster, and other mysterious creepy encounters. I was around 15 or 16 at the time, and loved ghost stories, and never encountered anything like that, so I was able to convince him to go out ghost hunting with me. Of course, I thought it was all a bunch of silly BS anyway. The first time we went out, we had a few friends over. We were hanging out late at night, smoking weed and telling ghost stories. Of course, we mentioned the haunted forest. We were living at a house down the street from our grandparents at the time, so still practically next door to the woods. My friends all thought it'd be fun if we went out into the forest to search for some ghosts and monsters and have a good laugh. We waited until it was about 2 to 2.30 a.m., and headed out. There was a fairly large group of us, maybe 6 to 8 people total including my brother and myself. As we're walking through this pitch black forest using our phones as flashlights, 
I kid you not all phones turned off at the same time. Of course the girls in our group started freaking out, and to be honest I'm pretty sure we all did, but we were also kinda laughing at the nonsense of it all. There was no noise anywhere other than us, the forest was completely dead silent, and after a few minutes everyone was able to get their phones turned on and working again. We decided to head home at that point. Could have been a freak accident, I'm not really sure. The second time I went with my brother and a couple of other friends, this time a much smaller crew, I think maybe three or four of us all together. Same as before, we'd thought it'd be fun and silly to go out ghost hunting at night and see my brother's little Sasquatch friend. This time was different however. The moment we entered the forest, things got weird. The forest felt unnaturally dark, and our lights barely reached the tree line on either side, we brought flashlights this time. We also immediately felt a large sense of dread, danger, and adrenaline, and like we were being watched from all sides. Quite frankly it was terrifying, as only moments before we were joking and laughing and telling ghost stories, but we all immediately shut up and felt it not even 30 yards from the road slash entrance to the forest. Whatever, we continued slowly walking deeper into the woods, talking and nervously laughing as we peered about with our flashlights. The forest was dead silent when suddenly, all at once, we heard what sounded like what can only be described as several thousand monkeys screaming and screeching at us from the treetops and tree lines in all directions, all around us. The noise was overwhelmingly loud and deafening. I've never heard anything like it, or since. It's hard to describe, but angry, hateful monkeys all crying out in anger at us is the best way to describe it and those cries were definitely targeted at us. The sense of danger and dread immediately jumped to 11, and we wasted no time in turning tail and sprinting for the forest exit, the sounds of a thousand lost souls screaming incredibly loud chasing us from above and around. Obviously, we saw no animals or anything in the trees or around us when flashing our lights up and about, but were also more preoccupied with getting the F out of there. Like I said, we were only perhaps a few hundred feet from the entrance of the forest, so it took no time at all to get out. The moment we stepped out of the forest and into the light of a nearby street lamp, the forest fell dead quiet. Not a rustle, not a whisper. For those of you wondering, there are not any wild monkeys in these woods lol. Nor anything else I could think of that would make those sounds. But that shit was loud. And obviously terrifying. The third, and final time I worked up the courage to go ghost hunting and find these evil little monkey shits once and for all, sealed the deal with me. I will never forget what happened on that night. A few months or perhaps a year or so after our encounter with the angry monkeys, I was still upset that I had never encountered the red-eyed Sasquatch thing, and convinced myself that the prior experience was probably just some rabid foxes or something, it wasn't. My older brother agreed to go out into the woods one last time with me as he didn't really fear anything and to be honest neither did I. I was some edgy ass 15 or 16 year old anyway. This time if I heard them yelling at me I was just gonna yell at them back and demand them to show themselves. Or something I don't know, I just wanted to prove to myself that night really happened and I wasn't just crazy. The setting was perfect, a full moon, and it was about to hit 2am. My brother brought a couple of knives and throwing knives, 
and I brought a large quarterstaff. I had black belt training in bow staff from my childhood. We set out on our little adventure. From the very start, things were different from our previous encounter for the better. There was no unnatural feelings of being watched, no sense of fear or dread, no sense of panic. We walked all through the woods, sticking to the major paths. The occasional cricket chirp and the sounds of the nearby creek flowing downriver were the only noises we heard. At one point, a bush I was walking past bristled and something fled away, causing me to almost piss myself, but I figured it was probably a raccoon or fox or something that we had spooked. After about an hour of pointlessly walking around, we decided to pack it in. As we started heading back home, my brother would occasionally stop in the path and begin listening intensely. For what, I didn't know as I heard nothing around us. He just said he thought he heard something. A few minutes later he stopped and grabbed my arm tightly. I looked up at him and asked what the F was the big idea, as we were almost out of the forest and I just wanted to get home at this point. He quickly hushed me and told me to shut the F up, so I did. Then he whispered that someone was following us, though he never once turned around or anything. At that precise moment I caught the worst goosebumps of my life and felt the presence staring at us from behind. I very slowly began to turn and look behind us. As I did, I saw, I don't know, a shadow or silhouette, literally creeping up behind us. The best way to describe what I saw was a large, 8 plus feet figure with glowing red eyes, silently walking down the path toward us. Once it saw that I had seen it, it immediately crouched low and dashed straight out of the path and into the tree line, at a full sprint but without making a noise, and straight at us. I remember just yelling at my brother run, and we ran. The thing is, this thing started chasing us. I had never felt more danger, more raw hatred emanating from someone or something before. I knew it was going to kill us. And we were sprinting for our very lives through this maze of a forest. And it chased us the entire way, just barely behind us. It must have been going fast to keep up, because we're booking it. I never turned around, nor did my brother, for that would have slowed us down even a tiny bit, but we didn't have to as we sensed it closing in. I could feel it reaching out to grab me by my neck slash collar, just inches keeping myself from it as I ran for dear life. At this point we could also hear it clearly kicking up the gravel and dirt just inches behind us. Knowing there was no way we'd make it to the proper exit in time, I yelled at my brother to follow me off the main path and through a small hidden trail that I knew from my young childhood. Gloriously we burst out of the forest and into the lighted lawn of what used to be my best friend's backyard. As soon as we got out of the forest and into the lights of the yard, we immediately stopped and turned to face our attacker. But it just stood there, just out of light and in the tree line, menacingly glaring at us with hatred and animosity. I never got a good view of it, not like I had when I first saw it on the trail creeping up on us, but I could sense it was there and almost barely see a large, almost eight-foot figure-slash-shadow moving amongst the tree line staring us down. Full of adrenaline I yelled at it to come out into the light and fight, instead of creeping like a pussy I had my staff out in front of me and my brother had a knife in each hand, and we were prepared to defend ourselves. F this guy. Suddenly something hit me in the chest, stunned, 
I looked down to see a few pieces of gravel from the main path we were on earlier standing at my feet, it threw it at me. My brother saw it too, and immediately threw one of his knives into the forest from where the rocks came, and we turned and ran home. We've never been back at those woods since, and will never be caught in them past dusk if I ever go at all. I don't know if it was an angry hobo or something living out in the woods or what, but from memory the best I can describe what I saw was a very large man figure, walking slash creeping quietly up on us, and once it saw that I had noticed it, it hunched down low and sprinted silently into the tree line straight for us. I have never felt such danger or hatred in my entire life I know for a fact that whoever or whatever it was, it meant to do us great harm. I've since heard stories of crawlers and other such things, and perhaps this was an example of one, I don't know. But my brother swears on his life that he didn't set that up to scare us or have anything to do with what happened, and that he was just as terrified as I was at the time, oh, and he never did find his throwing knife, dumbass actually went back to look for it in the morning. Unfortunately my brother never got see it, he said he heard and sensed it following us, but he never got a view of the thing. Anyway, I don't know what the deal is with that forest, but I highly recommend everyone to stay far, far away from it at night. And yeah, for a skeptic, I can agree that it's unlikely that was a person. In fact, I'm certain it wasn't. I've always thought of it and referred to it simply as the creeper. And yes, it did have the glowing red eyes. What do you guys think it could have been? Have any of you had similar encounters? Let me know in the comments, and I'll try to answer any questions as well. Me and two friends were camping at Appalachia, off of the rock bluff, on the west side of the lake. It was late and we had glow sticks, swinging them around with camp sting, when we heard rocks rolling down the gully like something was moving across the shale. We got quiet and listened. We heard raspy grunts, not elk, not bear, deer, or feral swine, it was completely different. It threw rocks down the hill for about two minutes and then let out two long howls and took off. I was born and raised on the near Appalachia. My family lives in a house in the woods, we moved here from another part of the same town when I was 14, I am now 27. There's large sections that are semi-wild in our neighborhood but the houses aren't really that far apart. To the southwest of us, a five-minute walk down the street, is a big, for this part of Long Island, section of woods that is full of nature trails. It's also got a municipal dumping ground for roadkill, mostly deer, which is basically just a clearing with a few sand pits and tons of half-buried carcasses in various stages of rot. The woods-slash-trails are a couple miles across, I think? If you follow the trails from my neighborhood all the way across, you come out on a gravel road that gives access to the dumping ground. The gravel road leads to an intersection right next to the middle school. About a year ago, my friend Ethan was visiting me and we decided to go F around on the trails in the woods, since it was a really pretty day and kind of warm. I'd been really drawn to those woods that autumn, and had been spending most of my free time walking around in there by myself, for the first time in my life. I had spent a fair amount of time in there as a teenager, but back then I had never gone alone. So anyway we head out around early afternoon. 
Ethan and I spent the afternoon wandering through the trails. Eventually we came out on the gravel access road, then the real road, and headed over to the middle school to climb on the jungle gyms and swing on the swings. It was Saturday so no one was there and we didn't give a f anyway. By this point it was definitely later in the afternoon. I was starting to watch the time slash sunlight because I didn't want to be caught going back through the woods when the sun went down. After hanging out in the playground for what must have been over an hour and a half, I look and realize the sun is definitely going down and it's much later than I meant us to stay. I tell Ethan we have to leave now and so we walk back over to the road. Having grown up in a semi-rural area, I've spent enough time in wildish places to know that they can be creepy as f at night, even if you don't believe in paranormal stuff. In my neighborhood, there's also a lot of weird, sometimes vaguely threatening people. When my sister and I were teenagers, there was someone who for years would come look in our window slash s at night. We'd find the fingerprints and the dust outside every morning. So it had been drilled into me from an early age that, if nothing else, People with probably bad intent could sometimes be found in the woods and it was best to be cautious. My friend Ethan, on the other hand, had grown up in a suburb right outside NYC, and had never really done a lot of camping or outdoorsy stuff. He had never been taught that going into the woods at night could lead to unpleasant or scary or threatening situations. So we get to the road and the sun is going down fast. We could either go home through the woods, which was more of a straight shot and probably quicker. Or we could walk on the side of what is basically a poorly lit two-lane highway with almost no shoulder, through semi-residential areas. I asked Ethan what he preferred to do, since he wasn't familiar with the area and was also my guest. He said he'd rather go home through the woods and not be next to cars driving very fast. I also preferred to not be near cars, and looking at the sky and the time, I thought we could just about make it out near my house by the time the sun went down. However, I was still a bit apprehensive. So we start walking on the gravel access road. We're not that far in, maybe a few minutes, when we hear crashing through the trees ahead and to the left. We're a little startled, but I said something out loud about it probably being a deer. As the gray shape approaches the road, I can feel the faint vibrations of what sounds like hoofs on the ground. It gets to the center of the road and stops. It's maybe 25 yards ahead of us. Everything was turning tricky gray and green because the light is fading fast. But I can see enough to see the shape of a deer. I can just barely see its light brown color. It has a fairly large set of antlers. It's just standing there in the road. Ethan and I are just standing still looking at it. And then, it stands up on its hind legs, with its front legs at its sides, like arms. Then, like a cell dividing, in a gray blobbly way, this is the only way I can think to explain what it looked like, there were two deer, standing on their hind legs back to back, still connected. Then they sort of folded down to all fours again, still connected. Then I think they ran off the road as one, but at that point even more light was gone so I am honestly not sure. I do remember only hearing one thing running away. I asked Ethan if he had seen it and he said yes. I asked him if he saw it change and stand up and he said yes. Strangely enough, neither of us felt fear before, during, or after. I never once felt threatened, 
although I was certainly startled by what I saw, and it definitely felt weird. We started walking again, and although I didn't feel like we were in danger, we walked much more quickly than before. I was now entirely focused on getting us out of the woods as fast as possible. We got to the end of the access road, which was also the top of a hill. And then we started down the other side of the hill, and that's when I fully realized my mistake. I had seriously misjudged how much daylight we had left. We were going to have to walk back through all those trails in darkness. I'm only mentioning this because there's one more part to this that I didn't think to connect until recently. On the walk back, I was navigating in almost complete blackness. I have pretty good night vision, and I'd gotten really familiar with the trails in the previous month, so I wasn't worried. I was also making fun of Ethan for not having the sense to know that going in the woods at night is probably a dumb idea. At one point, when we were close to my neighborhood but still a fair distance back in the woods, I had to stop and be silent. And the woods were completely silent. I was so proud of myself for getting us back without a flashlight that it didn't register with me that a completely silent woods is unusual. And probably a bad sign. So anyway that's my story. I'm aware that, in the event it is real, it's probably more likely to be a flesh gate. However I do live near a reservation so I decided not to rule that out. The key things that are missing are the voice mimicry and the sense of absolutely being in danger, while it felt weird and I decided to GTFO as fast as possible afterwards, I never felt threatened by the thing directly. I've had other experiences in those same woods where I felt like I was in intense danger for almost no discernible reason and had to leave immediately, but I didn't feel at that time. Again, I'm also aware that this might just be a f-up shared hallucination. If it doesn't belong here, please tell me and I'll delete it or move it. I've had the opportunity to tell this story a couple of times but it still weirds me out with each retelling. Set up, back in the summer of 2010, I stalled my horse at a public boarding facility meaning that many people would come and go at all hours of the day. Being that it was summer in the south, I would typically come late in the evening, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m., to train after it cooled off. As this was a barn there were always barn cats, everywhere. People would drop off unwanted kittens, Mama cats would have kittens in the spring, you get it. About a week before the event I witnessed, I was told about how a barn hand's new dog, Australian Shepherd I think, on the premises would pick up the kittens by the scruff of their neck, walk them over to the horse watering trough, get in the trough, dunk his head under the water, and hold his breath until the kitten drowned. Not typical dog behavior. At all, event. Around 10.30 one night I was there alone getting everything put up and getting ready to leave when I heard what sounded like palms and bare feet slapping concrete at a very brisk pace coming in my direction. Very different from the sound animals with non-retractable claws make on concrete. So I turned to face the noise and out of the corner of my eye I see what could most easily be described as a creature that looked like Gollum from LOTR but with more backbone and ribs showing running on all fours. His ribs could be counted and the abdomen was so sunken and malnourished that it was basically just rib cage, stomach cavity slightly wider than the spine, and hip bones. As I turned the rest of the way to face it, it became that dog. 
At this point, I'm like WTH, so I look at him and say I don't know what you are, but you better stay looking like a dog or we're going to have a problem. Like I could do shit. After I said that, I kid you not, this dog cocked his head to the side and smiled at me. I noped the F out as fast as I could. I never ended up seeing that dog again since three days after the incident he apparently ran away and no one knew where he went. Second story, this story fits Fleshgate activities a bit more. Set up, I lived in a townhouse that sat in front of a good bit of forested area where my two cats liked to go do cat stuff. We somehow developed a system where I could whistle for them and wherever they were they'd come running. Event. This went on nearly every evening around sunset for two years. Three months ago however I went out behind the house later than normal, 10-ish, to the tree line, whistled, and turned around to walk back to the door and I hear my whistle back. The same tune in the same weird way I whistle, think one of those water whistles. At this point the feeling of dread just settles in my stomach and I hurry inside. Cats turned up about five minutes later by the way. I brush it off as maybe someone out in the woods messing with me and continue with life. Then about a month later I go out and call for them and my whistle once again meets me from the trees. I think I said something like stop that out loud and hustled back inside. And until we moved about a month after that occurrence I had this feeling and image in my head of some dark figure trying to rush the front door every time I would close it so I would lock dead bolt super fast and check the peephole. It got to where the feeling was intense enough I salted the threshold and drew a sigil on the door, since moving everything has been chill until I discovered this subreddit and found out what those things were. Now I'm a bit spooked again lol. I had just arrived home, a few minutes after dusk, after visiting my parents. Our location is rural town, part of Appalachian Trail, but we do have a few neighbors within shouting distance of us. We have 33 acres of mixed forests and fields, with lots of thick brush, consisting mostly of briars. I had my two young children with me, in the Jeep, ages 2 years and 11 months, when I pulled in the driveway that night. My husband was working late, with an emergency case. It was near fully dark when I arrived home. As soon as I stepped from my vehicle, I felt creeped out. It felt different outside. We have lots of peepers and crickets that would normally be making lots of noise. Even the birds are usually chirping until an hour or more past dark. This time, there was not a sound. It was very warm that evening, so the peepers should have been in full chorus. Because of my uneasy feeling, I was rushing to get the kids in the house, at the same time, and did not want to leave RJ in the car alone, for a minute, as I routinely do. He and our older daughter, who was asleep, are normally too heavy for me to carry together, at the same time. That night though, I grabbed them both, one in each arm, after finding my keys to the front door and carried them both. Usually, I would use the auto garage door, however, the opener did not work. When I reached the front door, at the top of the stairs and got situated, on the front porch, I put down Angelina, in order to open the front door. As soon as I turned my attention back to the front door, it happened. Somewhere to my left came a sound that will be forever seared into my memory. 
It started low and slowly increased to a moderately loud growl. It was deep-toned and very guttural and was angry-slash-hateful in character. It was nothing like anything I had ever heard before, but it did sound canine in origin, especially after spending an hour listening to various animal growls. The growl continued for approximately 10 seconds. I was so terrified, I was fumbling with the keys. It really felt like I was dropped into an 80s horror film. I really did think I was going to die. I was sure any second, the thing making this sound was going to pounce upon me and the kids and eat us, right on the spot. The growl sounded as though the creature was standing just off to my left. I refused to look out of fear of what I would see. It sounded so close and at or even above eye level with me. My porch extends another 5 feet to the left and then off the porch is the front of the house. There's 35 yards of grass to the edge of the tree line and there's a field with 2 foot tall grass opposite that. There's also a small shed between our porch and the tree line. Standing on the front porch, from my head to the ground is approximately 9 feet. So, I assume it was standing near the corner of the house. I had never been so afraid, until a few moments later, when it actually spoke to me. As the growl continued, it seemed to melt into audible words, spoken in a very deep and gruff tone, that seemed to have a rough sort of reverberation quality to them. What I heard as clear as day was, you can't get in. The only word that I'm unsure of is the first, you. As the sound of growl transitioned to English words and it sounded more like ye. Now, I was hysterical and dropping the keys. Finally, I got the right one in and got the door open and got in. I had to kick my daughter through the door, regretfully. Strangely, she seemed oblivious to what had just transpired, as if she didn't hear it. I slammed the door shut and never looked. I didn't hear anything else that night. I called my husband and his friend, to let them know what happened. So, I never did actually see what terrorized me, because I couldn't look. I've had two days to, to think about this encounter and talk with my husband who has listened to every episode of Dog Man Encounters Radio. I'm fairly certain that this was what was growling at me. The sound was not human and seemed like it was amped or mic'd up, because it seemed so powerful. Not that it was a loud growl, but it seemed unnatural. Also, the height it seemed to emanate from and the silence that preceded it lead me to that conclusion. My husband agrees, because the entire week, he too has been on edge. We have lived here for a year and all seemed normal, until this week. Our cat, which is an indoor cat, got out accidentally and has vanished, without a trace. She has gotten out before and just stood around, until we got her back in the house. Also, my husband said Tuesday night, he experienced the silence outside and it really unnerved him too. He says he has never experienced anything so eerie. On Wednesday, he took our dog up into the woods, to look for our cat and felt very uneasy. He said the dog kept tucking its tail and turning around, wanting to go home. It's not like our dog or my husband to feel uneasy in the woods, because both of them love the outdoors and are very comfortable in nature. On Thursday, at dusk, he took the dog around the back lot and says something took off from the thickets, at a sprint and came crashing through the woods, down the hill, towards him. He always carries a sidearm when he is out and is normally not afraid of anything, 
but he actually turned and ran back up towards the house. Whatever was charging stopped seconds after he stopped to listen and did not make another sound. He was very concerned when he came in, stating that he knows what big game sounds like and that this was, just not right. Even he was surprised that he ran from the sound. The following day was when my encounter happened. After talking about all of these events with my husband, we are concerned that there is a dog man in the area. My husband listened to episodes 90 and 91 and is so worried that this thing has decided to stalk one or both of our kids. My husband said that based on those episodes, it sounds like the dog man plans ahead when snatching kids and he thinks it may have been scouting the area, with plans to do just that. He said it was doing that or that it was waiting for me to leave one of the kids in the jeep, for a minute. Either way, none of this is good. The main reason why I wanted to submit this was because it seems very unique in that it spoke to me. It wasn't the words, but the feeling it gave me that disturbed me most. It was as if it was trying to give me the impression that I was nothing and that I was weak and just food. I got the impression that it was saying can't get in, like ha ha. You're mine. It's hard to explain, because it seemed like it was conveying its frame of mind and that it was, for lack of a better description, making fun of me, in a very cruel way. I really want to know if you have ever heard of one of these monsters actually speaking. My husband and I really want to believe that our conclusions are wrong, but Instinct and your show have us highly convinced that it in fact was a dog man. We thank you deeply, for keeping the show going, being informed, and not leading us to believe that the monster is probably literally hiding out and waiting for us. That just might save one or all of our lives. Thank you for all that you do. Please let us know what you think about all of this. I have lived in North Louisiana my whole life and grew up on a large cotton farm that my father owns. My mother is of Cherokee descent, so I was always raised to believe in things that most Americans think are imaginary. My sighting happened in the early 1990s. It was February and our hunting season had already ended a month before, so animals were back to not being hunted and less scared of people and cars. My friends and I were out riding around the farm trying to see some big buck or a deer that made it through the season to hunt next year. Well, it was starting to get dark and we were headed back to town to hang out with friends. It's a 20 mile ride from my house and we had just pulled out on the road. Maybe two miles or so we saw something running out of a cotton field. I remember saying, what the hell are those? Two huge dog-like animals were running on all fours, but sometimes on two legs. Also, they both jumped the whole two-lane highway like nothing to it. When I say these things were running I mean like probably 60 miles an hour. I remember saying they kind of look like the hellhounds from the movie Ghostbusters. My friends agreed with me as soon as I said that. These creatures had huge upper bodies but their waist to their butt were kind of small or maybe that's just the way it looked when they were running so fast. It was a very strange sight. Both of them had wolf-like heads with black fur and when they did go up on two legs they both were well over 8 feet. I remember the woods on the other side of the field were like 400 yards away and they made it to cover in seconds. We all were like WTF. We immediately turned around to go back to my house. When we got home, 
We ran into the house screaming at my mom, guess what just happened? She was telling us to calm down and speak one at a time. Anyway, we told her what we saw and she kept saying some strange Cherokee name for these animals. I eventually stopped talking about it because people were making fun of us. I remember later asking my mom about the dog creatures and I wish I could remember how to say and spell the name she called them. That's my story. I used to fish at Great Bear for catfish late at night. I had a hunting dog that was part wolf. He was well trained. I lived in the woods after my divorce. I pulled up in my truck and let the dog out. Lit one lantern. Took my shotgun out, always did that. Noticed the dog in the shadows. He was looking but he never barked. My dog was fearless. He would bring back coons, muskrats. I let him hunt on his own. I heard a loud crack. I looked. My dog was growling. I heard another loud crack. My dog was now backing up showing his teeth. Never did he act like this. I got scared. I never get scared. I am a fighter with a reputation. What I saw blew my mind and scared the s out of me. This thing was on all fours with ears. I think it stood up part way and went back down. Big. I am a hunter. This was no bear, ears pointed. This was around 1 to 2 am, it never moved. My dog just kept showing his teeth and growling. In my mind I'm thinking what the f? I think it turned its head. This thing was jet black. My dog had been around bear. Never did he act like this. It seemed to be moving but not turning and walking back it backed up. This was not real in my mind. Partly standing up again, I think. I had this feeling of peace along with I'm scared out of my mind. It was beautiful but dangerous. I had a feeling this thing wanted to get to know me. I would love to see this again. No doubt it could kill me if it wanted to. But it would bring too much action to itself. They are real. We had been riding wheelers all over getting muddy, wet and generally being reckless and having a great time. I was riding behind two other riders and saw the track just before the rider in front of me ran it over. The trail we were on hadn't been ridden on recently. The heavy rains made the trail bare of any wheeler track so the track was easy for me to spot. We rode all over above where we saw the track before seeing it. After exploring every trail above it we came back down and that's when I saw it. The trail must have been made recently. In my opinion it had walked up the hill then ran back down after we explored all the trails above trying to avoid contact with us. The reason I make this speculation is because as we rode back down the hill and through the trails below I swore I saw something standing upright on a trail about 200 yards to the west of us. That would mean that it likely traveled in a straight line almost due north. I was riding fairly fast and only caught a glimpse of something my mind may have been filling in the blanks for me. I was riding in the passenger seat of my family's RV after eating dinner at the Timberline Lodge. As we drove down the road leading back to the government camp area, I looked out the window to see a tall, dark figure walking away from the road, into the deep woods. There was no sign of clothing on the dark figure, 
But the sun had not set and it was still sufficiently bright enough to see the creature. He was moving between two cabins set wide apart in extremely thick brush that a person would have trouble getting through and would also have no reason to be there, as I think the cabins were abandoned. There was medium traffic on the road, so that's why the figure was probably retreating. My heart leapt when I saw it. I begged to turn back, but my family didn't see it and wouldn't take me seriously. I was around 9 years old or so and was at my mom's friend's house because they were having a little get-together. My mom's best friend, at the time, decided to go get something, which was at a house nearby, down a dirt road, in the woods. My mom's friend decided to take my friend and me with her. I wish I had never gone with her. We rode with her, over there and when she got out, my friend and I stayed in her car and waited for her to come back. After sitting in her car for 10 minutes, we decided to get out, to see what was taking her so long. When we did that, she told us to get back in the car, so we did. As it turned out, she was buying weed, so we weren't welcome in the house. So, my buddy and I got back in her car and waited for her to come out. They had a lot of bulldogs at that property. The dogs had all been barking, like crazy, and then just stopped all at once and went into their dog houses. That's when my friend and I saw this thing that looked like some kind of werewolf, coming from behind the car. We froze and just stared at it, as it walked by. Wow! It looked so demonic. When we saw it, we ducked down and laid on the floorboards. We laid there for what seemed like forever until we heard my mom's friend hitting on the driver's window, trying to get us to let her in. I guess it left when it heard her come out of the house or something. On the night I had my brief encounter, it was unusually slow. During slow parts of my night, I park outside the facility I work out of and watch the wildlife. It's abundant, with a mixture of fox, coyotes, raccoons, and every once in a while, I'll spy a red wolf breaking the wood line, trotting across an open field, in search of small game. Our facility is located on a dead-end street, which backs up to a major creek and to the left, we have a smaller creek that breaks off of the larger one. Both creeks are fed by a large river, about a mile away. I should also mention that we have large patches of woodland that lead to our facility and that the area does not have a lot of light until you turn into the parking area. About a week prior to my encounter, I would sit at the end of the road, to complete my paperwork and wait for the next call to come. As I parked there, I would get a sense of being watched. I would look up, almost expecting someone to be standing in front of my truck. Let me say that darkness or the woods do not spook me or make me jumpy. I was raised in the swamp, close to a river and rather enjoy the solitude. Not only did I have a sense of being watched and sharing my space with someone, I noted that there were no normal night sounds, such as crickets and frogs. I also found it baffling that all the wildlife seemed to be gone from the area. This really bothered me. I couldn't figure it out. On the night I had my encounter, I decided to leave some wet dog food at the edge of the woodline, hoping to entice a family of raccoons out, so I could at least see that they were okay. This family of raccoons, 
I had watched grow up from kits and not seeing them bothered me. Also, I didn't see a gray fox that would hang around that area. This fox would come within four to five feet from you but would be guarded all the while. He would hang out with certain people and then retreat back into the woods. Anyway, I popped the top off of some smelly dog food and as I was pulling the top off the can, I heard a deep growl come from out of the edge of the wood line. I had never heard an animal growl with such force and so deeply. At first, I thought it could have been a Jake break, from the interstate. That can be heard from our facility but that's not what it was. I could feel hear it from the wood line, hitting my face and felt the growl inside of my chest, pretty much like a vibration. I knew this was not a bear, the same as someone knows their left hand from their right. You just know. And yes we do have bear here, but I can tell you quite bluntly and very firmly, this was not a bear or any other wildlife that was normal to the area. I dropped my head down and refused to look up. I dumped the can of food on the ground with one hard thump, hoping whatever was in the wood line would rather have the can of food, instead of me. I backed away with my head down until I reached my truck. My instinct told me to drive away and so I did. About half an hour later, I returned, due to my curiosity overruling my common sense. Being a natural skeptic, I was prepared to figure out the earlier event. I parked in the same place and this time had walked to the back of my truck to smoke. While standing there, I observed a dark mass come across the road and disappear into an open field, that is mostly overgrown with wild blackberry bushes and grass. I have a trained eye. I take in a lot of detail, and still, I admit to suffering from short-term memory loss, due to a TBI that ended my law enforcement career. What I saw at that moment, though, will be in my memory forever. I can only describe this creature as what I took at the time to be some kind of a hybrid. Although it was on all fours, to me, it did not appear natural. It moved with very quick, fluent motions. Looking back, I was most surprised by the creature having the intelligence to attempt to appear natural. Something was off with its gait, though. It was kind of like the front legs were pulling its body forward. The back was hunched at the shoulders and it had a long back. The creature was black, which I can only describe as a dark mass, with no reflection. I also noted it had a small animal in its mouth. The strange part was that I could see the definition of most of the small animal, compared to the darkness of the creature that I now believe to be a dog man. The snout was long but fit its body. What struck me most were its ears. They were folded back like you might see on a Dutch Shepherd or German Shepherd. I guess, with my background, working with dogs, the ears were clearly defined to me. I can't say what kind of tail it had or what color its eyes were. I just know it was there one minute and gone the next. When daylight came, I looked for tracks, but listened to my gut and did not enter the field looking for it. The ground leading out of the smaller creek was covered in grass and what dirt was there was hard. I was left baffled but more amazed than anything. I sat on my experience for several months. I didn't tell anyone about it. I then started searching the internet for what I had seen. I guess, in my mind, I wondered if it was some type of hybrid created by man and had escaped. I found several sites on the internet, but none seemed to come close to what I had seen. 
Nothing until I came across a picture of a dog man. If you take what I saw and stand it upright, instead of being on all fours, well, that's what I saw. With a doubt. I'm pretty sure this dog man was a young adult but it wasn't overly massive. What I ponder the most is the fact the dog man had to catch my scent before clearing the wood line. I know scent. I know how it works. The dog man knew I was there before coming out of the woods. I suppose that will be the answer I will never have. After a few months of keeping my experience to myself, I spoke with a few of my co-workers. Of course, they told me it was a bear or a large wolf, but they did acknowledge that the wildlife had disappeared for a while. I was told to share my story but I think it was only so my co-worker could get a good laugh at me behind my back. I stand by what I saw, although I don't speak about it much, because of people like him. I did reach out to you a few months ago and you kindly responded back. For that, I thank you. I have never been fascinated by Bigfoot or other similar creatures, although I did respond to a Bigfoot call, off the record, for a law enforcement friend, but at this point, I am consumed with what I saw that morning and learning more about it. I am grateful that you are around, for support, for people like me. Thank you for allowing me to share my encounter. As I write this, I am once again on night shift, parked at the same spot where I had my encounter. I'm pretty sure that Dogman has left the area. Wildlife is back and the night sounds are all around. I guess I will always wonder if it will come back again, but I can't say I will ever walk the woods at night again, looking for animal tracks by myself. This has bothered me since I encountered this creature or creatures back in 2005 or 2006. It's something that I think about almost daily. My first sighting was when I was on my way to clean a house, early one morning, and I was taking back roads because it was a weekend and there would be no work traffic. As I crossed over the railroad tracks I saw what I then called the deer dog. It was to my right, and it was enormous. The only way I could describe it was that it was easily as big as a buck. Like, towering over a buck. I was literally in shock and thought I was hallucinating. I actually stopped on the tracks and sat there for probably a solid minute. I wanted to make sure that what I was seeing was real. It stared right back at me as I stared at it. It had the head of what seemed like a hyena. I honestly couldn't wrap my mind around it. I eventually snapped too, and called my husband immediately, who didn't answer. I then called my father and I was terrified. I told him I needed to call animal control and he actually advised me against it, and said I wouldn't be taken seriously. My husband, ex-husband now, called me back and I told him and he said he believed me, but he thinks it was a deer because there are no wild canines of that size in NC. I actually started to convince myself I wrongfully identified this animal and it possibly was a deer. Or maybe a malnourished bear that somehow got this far inland from the mountains. Maybe three weeks later, my ex-husband and I were on the way back home from my father's house, where we always had Sunday lunch, and out of nowhere this massive black wolf-slash-mutant dog thing comes running down the hill, crossing the road right in front of us, and it was huge. It had yellow eyes, very sharp teeth and almost like a bushy mane around its neck. It had a shorter muzzle and had the hyena head, 
but wasn't as skinny as the other deer dog I had seen before, but was much bigger. My ex-husband slammed on the brakes and I yelled do you believe me now? And he was so excited, yet so scared and so blown away all in one, that he actually looked like he was about to come up out of his seat, he was driving, and he yelled holy s. What the f was that? But with a smile and his eyes were in shock and horror all at once. I was very much feeling the same way as he was, that I was also just so relieved that now someone else had seen this thing, or things. The car that was coming in the opposite lane towards us had stopped too and literally just sat there and they were frozen as we drove by. My ex-husband is from Mexico, so he grew up hearing a lot of folktales and being warned about cryptids, so his friends and family believed us, but no one else really did. They felt we had seen something else. I tried looking into what it could possibly be, but back then, there was literally nothing out there yet about this. Recently I decided to look back into this and discovered the dog man. This is how I found your channel a few months ago. I figured I'd give it a go and just put it out there. It wasn't a crazy experience. They never chased us or hunted us, nor did we walk up on a snarling beast. It's not as exciting as the stories I hear on your channel, but my story is 100% true. Not a tad bit has been exaggerated or manipulated. As boring as it is, that's my true story. My young daughter and I were late coming to the Outer Banks Islands in North Carolina for our vacation rental. I was searching for the real estate office to get the keys, but could not find the office for quite some time as it was only a cottage set way back from the road drove back and forth over the same stretch of road until a dogman stepped out in front of our car and blocked us. Nobody believes me, but I got a good look. It was less than 10 feet away from me. The whole road trip was weird from the start to the end. I don't know what I saw, but I hope I never see it again. The dogs were raising cane one night so I grabbed a flashlight and went to check things out. I walked to the top of my driveway to get a view of the kennels. I didn't see anything around so I started counting sets of eyes. I have five dogs and I counted six sets of eyes. I thought that can't be right, so I counted again and this time there were only five. I turned to walk back to the house and just looked back one more time and I saw a set of orange eyes even with the height of the kennels. I thought maybe one of the dogs was on top of his dog house. I walked towards the kennels to get a closer look and the eyes disappeared. I thought that was strange, but shook it off and came on back to the house. Later that night around 2.30 am, I stepped outside to smoke. I usually go out back because my back deck is 15 feet up in the air and I don't like the dark too much. Everything was quiet, no dogs barking or traffic coming up the road. That's when I heard the sound of twigs snapping down around the tractor shed. I thought maybe it was a deer. I decided to get the flashlight and my gun and go check things out. It scares me talking about it. I live in the country and we do have bears, coyotes and all kinds of wildlife. I tried to sneak out and investigate and see what it was. I got about 30 feet from the tractor shed when I saw it. I froze, it looked like one of those long-haired, black German shepherds, but it was standing and walking upright. 
Its head was even with the top of the post holding up the shed. My mind was still trying to process what I was looking at. Then it dropped on all fours and started coming towards me and I swear it was smiling at me but not in a friendly way, more like the little red riding hood story. I raised my gun and shot towards it and it was gone just like that. All I saw was the orange fire from the blast of my gun and my butt was running. I was going so fast my body couldn't keep up with my feet. I tried to wake my husband up, but he blew me off, said I was acting like a raving maniac. I was terrified. When it got light that morning we went to check things out. Something had torn the wood off the bottom of the kennels and there were deep claws marks all over the ground. We put up a trail cam but never got any pictures of it. I try not to go outside much after dark unless we have a lot of folks around. I thought maybe it could have been a skinwalker or something because after that every time I turned around, the TV was talking about skinwalkers. I ran across your site and it may have been a dogman. I know my grandkids are scared to stay here. I try to play it off as a dog so as not to scare them, but they think there's a werewolf in the woods, haha ha funny. Not funny for me.